Welcome back to the Leaders Who Love What They Do podcast. I'm Anne Collins, your host, and I'm delighted to share with you another inspiring conversation with a leader who loves what they do. For those who don't know me, I'm a qualified and accredited international executive and leadership coach, and I'm also the director of the Belfort School of English in France on the Swiss-German border, where I've lived with my family for 10 years now. I help high achieving executives working in global companies or organizations to build a career they love, to lead effectively with purpose and to have an impact beyond their organization, creating new possibilities for others. So today I'd like to welcome Barry Cruz. As a leader, Barry lives in two realms. He blends a white-collar professional life with a whitewater adventure life. So in the business world, Barry is global head of the Franklin Templeton Academy. This is the education arm for the world's sixth largest asset management firm, Franklin Templeton. His business unit delivers financial markets knowledge and business development skills to tens of thousands of professionals in more than 30 countries and 16 languages. So in the course of his career, Barry's programs have reached more than 600,000 learners and he's worked in nearly 50 countries and almost all 50 American states. And as a whitewater adventurer and leader, Barry's guided rafting trips on, on some of the world's most challenging rivers. As a sidelight, he's also executive director for a non-profit whitewater summer camp for kids called Junior Guides. He's also found a way to blend these passions in a new podcast called Leading Steep, which is all about adventure stories, leadership allegories and wisdom from the world's great guides. So welcome, Barry. Thank you so much for joining joining us today. It's a privilege to have you here. And as a fellow adventurer, although I would say I'm a fairly timid whitewater rafter, I'm so excited to explore this link between adventure and leadership development in particular. Thank you. And it's a real honor to be with you. Uh, having seen the list of some of your previous prestigious and fascinating guests, I'm, I'm honored to be with you and happy to chat with you today. Thank you so much. It's it's really, a, it's all my pleasure. Thank you. So I, I know that you love adventure and travel, and I'd, I'd really like to know where did that interest come from and where has it taken you? Well, uh, my, uh, my father was a school teacher and a park ranger. So I grew up in the San Francisco Bay Area in the wintertime in California. And then in the summertime, uh, he was a park ranger in Washington State in the Pacific Northwest at Mount Rainier National Park. So, you know, my my wintertime life was in as a as a suburban a suburban American kid, and my summertime life was as a an outdoor adventure kid, all all growing up. Uh, so that had a, a deep impact on me. And then you know, my my mom died when I was quite young. I was fourteen. She was forty four. She died very quickly of cancer. And that kind of created some urgency for me, Anne, around seeking to, to understand and do everything and, and recognizing that we have no idea how much time we've got. So those two things really inspired me as an adventurer and an explorer in some way. And then, of course, I grew up in the era, at, 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 in the zenith of Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark. So <laughs> I can't, can't uh, deny that I wasn't inspired by that Hemingway-like lifestyle of blending sort of business and 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 adventure in some way. So th those things I think really had uh, had a great impact on me. Uh, and then in terms of business, you know, I really didn't aspire to be a full-time adventurer, having blended this sort of city life and and mountain life uh, all my my early life. So I entered the business world quite young, just after university, and 
that actually contributed greatly to my ability to see the world. I mean, you mentioned I've visited almost 50 countries now and partially because I never say no. <laughs> if you have <laughs> have a business opportunity or an adventure opportunity for to get for me to get somewhere, I'm I'm probably going to show up and so be careful if uh, if you extend an invitation <laughs> anywhere cuz I'll I'll end up in the south of France with you or in 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 uh, uh in France with you at some point very soon. Excellent. Looking forward to it. Well, you're very welcome to come and see the the Alsacian um, vineyards and uh, the mountains are really not far. So we can definitely offer you that. It and, sounds uh, wonderful. And it's it's I think it's fascinating the way that uh, that you've used you've used this energy in a sense to and you've channeled it to to really combine these two passions of your work and and also the adventurous side side of your personality and and but we mustn't forget that you are a very experienced leader and looking at everything you have done in your career it does seem to be that learning and development has been and is at the heart of what you do in your work and in your voluntary work and with the junior guides and yeah. what do you enjoy about that aspect of your work and and what uh, what inspires you well this is really an interesting question because what what fascinates me about leadership is that i think great leaders are also great teachers and so there's a real linkage here to between being a, a generous leader a compassionate leader and a great teacher and so these things in my mind go hand in hand um you know as a guide i learned a lot about leadership i started my guiding career when i was 19 years old and so immediately as a guide, you're thrust into an enormous amount of responsibility, essentially having people's lives in, in your hands. Uh, first of all, ensuring their enjoyment and their adventure and their, their, the fact that they'll have a great experience. But secondarily, you literally are responsible for, for people's lives in terms of decision making and risk management and everything else. So as a business leader... I, I recalled so many of those lessons uh, where, you know, I've had to be a great communicator and a great teacher and a great leader and a great decision maker. And those things occur to me almost every single day in the business world as well. The things I learned as an adventure guide occur to me on a regular basis as a business leader about getting people past their own hurdles, about getting people uh, to address a difficult situation, about setting goals and creating very clear plans, about being a clear communicator. So these things have so many parallels uh, to me that I, I, I think that uh, um, uh, there's just been a great impact as an adventure leader on my business life as well as a leader. Yes, and, and I really like the, the way you talked about um, being a generous leader. Can you tell me a bit more about that? Sure. If you think back on your favorite teachers in school, and you know, if I were to describe my dad and he'd be, think back on your favorite teacher in high school or junior high school, and that would have been my dad. He was a really generous, really compassionate, really upbeat and optimistic school teacher. And so I think there's a real, uh, a real linkage to generosity and compassion and empathy. Some of the themes that we talk a lot about in leadership today and being an effective business leader. That's where I say, I think there's this real linkage between being a teacher and a leader, uh, a business leader, or almost no matter where you're leading in, in, in the world, that if you are a great teacher, you are very likely to be a, a really strong, compassionate and, and solid modern leader, if you will. 
Yes, and I, and I think those links are are really interesting to note, aren't they? In terms of especially with your work with young people, uh, obviously teachers are the ones coming into contact with them. Um, but then when when you're looking at trying to develop their leadership skills, they in in a sense they've already had a great. Hopefully, they've had uh, great role models around them. And I'd love to know more about this uh, this approach to helping young people to develop their leadership skills during outdoor activities. Um, can you you tell us more about that and what do you think are the benefits of this over perhaps a more traditional leadership development program? Well uh, I think we'll agree Anne there's a, a massive deficit in leadership in the world right now. There, there, yes. are, there are real opportunities for stronger more effective more compassionate leaders as I've talked about uh, to really stand up. Uh, we've seen you know lots of social strife and lots of social unrest uh, because of uh, a number of social issues, of course, but you know, just just look and see where compassionate leadership and highly impactful leadership comes from people who really understand other people and who are really sensitive about that. Uh, so one of the things, one of the themes that we use in in junior guides, uh, this is a just to describe it a little more clearly. This is a uh, a summer camp for kids. We run two or three sessions a year, so probably 160 kids, 180 kids every summer. Uh, ages six to 16, they show up uh, for three days, uh, three or four days, and they, uh, they learn to, to, to guide a raft and they learn to camp and they learn to communicate effectively and, and work together uh, with other people. And so uh, one of our principal themes is use your voice, is we encourage these young people and these young kids to stand up and speak out and use their voice to, to be great leaders and candidly to change the world. And there's so much that young people can do to have such a great impact. Uh, there are all kinds of examples of that, but that's kind of the principal theme of using our voice. Voice, And, you know, it happens in very specific, very obvious ways. So for example, when, when you're on a rafting trip with me, and I know you have been on, on a number of fascinating rafting trips as we spoke about offline, but when you're on a rafting trip with a guide, the guide is going to be generally yelling commands, right? And yelling encouragement uh, to, to the crew to get them involved and to, to paddle or to, to, to high side, to over, to move around in the raft. And so very specifically and very literally, that's using your voice. But using your voice also represents in many other different ways, which is simply sharing an opinion, which is speaking up, which is taking a stand. And so as a leader, especially as a young leader, I think that's such a powerful opportunity and a powerful insight that young people can stand up and can use their voice. I mean, Greta Thunberg is doing extraordinary things, even as a, you know, a young powerhouse woman who's, uh, who's really had an impact on the planet. So, so I love that whole notion around leadership, around using your voice and around, around taking a stand for something and, 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 and creating impact as a leader. Mm, yes. And, uh, and just going back to the, what actually happens in a raft, and as you say, I, I have done a little bit of rafting. I wasn't the I wasn't the star of the show, I have to say. But uh, <laughs> what I do remember, you know, being being part of the team as well. You've got leadership, but you've also got teamwork that's so important. And I certainly remember the guide. Uh, uh, well, telling wasn't really the word. Shouting is definitely yeah, all the word. Right. Shouting the instructions. And and the fact that our, it, our survival was uh, dependent on every single person pulling their weight and doing exactly what he'd said and quickly and not standing around and, and discussing it. So do you, do you see also that, that it's, uh, is it helping young people to, to, to be part of a team and also to enjoy that aspect? 
Yeah, this is so, so important. So again, if if uh, you or your listeners were, were on a rafting trip with me, and one of the things I would say to you is that we are going to be much more effective as we, if we work like a locomotive as opposed to working like a centipede, right? You know, a centipede uses all of its legs independently. A locomotive yes. will turn, you know, in, in synchronization, right? All of the wheels and, and the, um, the, 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 uh, the pistons will turn at the same time. And so in a raft, the, pa- the paddles need to hit the water at the same time. They need to pull together just as you would see in, let's say, a, a competitive rowboat. Um, and so that is so much more effective is coordination and team play and teamwork uh, as opposed to this sort of independent play. That's one of the things that I really love most about rafting is, is this whole team notion, this team aspect of it is that, again, one of the things that I'll say to you at the beginning of a very difficult trip is you should know that I cannot get you down this river without your full participation. And that's a great deal of responsibility as a teammate but we also get to share in the gratification of having successfully navigated a difficult river as well. And so, again, these are the things that I that I really enjoy about rafting, where I think they're metaphorically linked to the business world as well. Is Look, if we are not well aligned as a team, if we don't share the same goals, if we don't share the same process and the same, the same plans, it's far less likely that we are going to uh, going to succeed in, in, in our roles as a leader. Uh, and, and as a business unit, I, I often always say is that if everyone is leading, no one is leading. And so, you know, as you mentioned, uh, you have a guide in the boat who sets a plan, who chooses a channel, who chooses a strategy uh, in which to approach that, that rapid, that, that, uh, that obstacle. And so somebody needs to set a plan in general, and then the rest of the folks need to, uh, need to really collaborate. That doesn't mean that there isn't leadership that goes on inside the boat or the business team. But it does mean that that you have a coordinated and agreed to plan amongst uh, amongst people. Just last note on this on this yelling thing, and yeah. I have to tell you that that this is one of the fun things about rafting, about being a rafting guide, is we don't have all that many opportunities in our lives lives to yell, to, to actually yell, to to, <laughs> to coach and to cheerlead. And so I take great joy in calling commands on the raft, and I and I always say something fun. I always mix things in. Uh, you know, colorful language uh, in, in, into um, uh, into my rafting commands. When the situation is somewhat desperate, I'll say "need you now" or "got to get there" or something fun that, that that I think tries to inspire the crew. And again, all of this I think is metaphorically really nicely linked to the business world as well. I'm I'm often saying encouraging and very positive things as a business leader as well. Yes, and those and that encouragement, especially in that moment when you're in in the boat and just and looking looking down into the into the whirlpool at the bottom, and you're not quite sure how you're going to get out. You really need it, don't you? There's nothing certain about about whitewater, and even if you have a perfect run in some rapids, there's still a great chance you could you could flip or capsize or get spanked in some way. Uh, so that that's certainly part of the adventure to it, but. Again, I always think that a well-coordinated crew and a, and a guide who is a great communicator and a great teacher uh, is really such a great advantage. It's one of the things that, that's really inspired me as a leader, both in the guiding world and in the business world. Yes, and and I'm just thinking about this idea of teamwork as well, because one thing that that struck me just from my very very small experience of whitewater rafting was that feeling of of teamwork when you get to the end, and we'd probably only had two hours altogether. But, yeah. uh, but that feeling of being part of a team, I can even I can remember some of those people twenty years later, yeah. uh, which is quite amazing. I've never seen them again, and uh, but that experience was such a powerful one and such an well such an 
an adrenaline fueled one, if I'm being honest. Um, it's it, it's that way of bringing really bringing people together, and that's that's so that's so amazing. Even though you can feel so scared, but at the end of the day, it's that great feeling of we did it. There's something about a shared adventure. There's something about even when you spend a few hours with somebody in a pretty intense situation, uh, better even if you spend several days with people in, in an intense situation, but there is something about a shared adventure that brings us together. Uh, and, um, you know, that I often try to conjure in the business world as well is that feeling of camaraderie, that feeling of accomplishment, uh, that feeling of, uh, of a, um, you know, a shared goal reach, but you know, there are some classic ways of celebrating in a raft. We do something called a paddle high five, which is where everybody holds their paddles up and sort of claps them in the middle of the boat, you know, and, and on class five trips, and I do something fun as well. And in a sort of a non pandemic world is at the end of a big rapid or at the end of the trip, we sort of gently lean into the middle of the boat and bump our helmets together, which again, <laughs> I always just feel like is a great way to celebrate our togetherness and our, yeah. our, our shared adventure. And so, uh, so I try to conjure that feeling with my business teams as well. We don't necessarily bump heads, but, but, but we have a chance <laughs> to at least celebrate, uh, celebrate our wins and successes. So that's interesting. The the idea of celebrating wins and and successes, I think, is is something that uh, it, it can get it can get put down the list, can't it, of things to oh, do yeah. as it, for a leader. That that's so right. Is is I think it's so important to celebrate and acknowledge people. You know, I think in terms of what motivates uh, teammates, in terms of what motivates workers, right? People want to get paid for what they do. They want to get compensated fairly for what they do, but. I think almost equally, almost as importantly, secondarily, people want to do work that matters and, and they want to do, uh, and they want to be acknowledged for having done that work that matters. So I, I always keep that in mind. We spend a lot of time acknowledging wins and celebrating successes on my team uh, and calling people out for the, for the, uh, for the effective performances that they've delivered. And I just feel that that's so important. People want to do important work in the business world. My people uh, at Franklin Templeton are teaching people how to deliver better, better outcomes for investors. Those, that has a real genuine impact on people's lives and on their futures. And so I think we have, uh, we have the feeling, we have the spirit, the esprit de corps that we are doing something important for people. And I believe we are. And, and so we take great pride in that. And then I, I am always sure to acknowledge people for, for their success in doing so. That's great. And, and it's, it's so inspiring to hear how you, how you bring this sense of adventure, but also, and, and the, the, the wisdom of being a guide into your, into your business work as a, as a leader. It's really, really interesting. Now, I know that you do a fabulous podcast, which is um, aligned a little bit with that. Would you like to tell us a little about it? It's aligned all, all kinds of ways with that. Yeah. Uh, the, the podcast is called Leading Steep, uh, Adventure Stories, Leadership Allegories, and Wisdom from the World's Great Guides. And so what I'm doing is I am interviewing adventure guides from around the world about their sport and their passion and the lessons they've learned as leaders. Now, sometimes I'm interviewing ex-guides, ex-adventure guides who are now full-time in the business world. But nevertheless, what we are sharing are ideas about how these adventure experiences affected us as leaders and sharing lessons that, that other people can learn in the form of allegories in terms of the experiences that we've had uh, in the adventure world that really impact us as leaders. And, you know, the list is very long. I started by uh, I started writing a book about this by listing about 50 lessons that I had learned as a guide that I think translate really well into the business world. And then I thought, 
you know, I'm going to interview other great adventure guides to, to distill their lessons as well. And these interviews have been so wonderful and so interesting. Uh, a few weeks ago, I interviewed a fellow called Richard Banks, who is in some sense a modern day Indiana Jones. He's an, an incredible man. He's sort of uh, considered the father of modern adventure travel. So, you know, if you were on a trip as you were in the Himalayas and as I, uh, as I know you've been on, you know, the notion of that was probably inspired by Richard Banks, who was a, a founder of this company called Sobek. Well, Richard had so many really deep lessons to share about leadership as well, about curiosity and teamwork and uh, commitment as a leader and, and the guides that he had experienced as well. So look, I'm, I'm looking to improve myself as a leader all the time. And doing these interviews is somewhat self-serving in that I'm simply getting these lessons and these, uh, these uh, valuable insights from such great adventure leaders around the world. And then we're also sharing these interesting stories as well. But I, I'm just having a blast with the podcast right now, leading steep and, and uh, uh, just really enjoying the whole process of it. Oh, that's fabulous. Well, we'll definitely put the the link to the podcast in the show notes. So it's leading steep. And if you would like to, if you would like to uh, have a listen, go to the podcast uh, show notes, and you'll find the link in there. And so maybe we're, we're, we're heading fast towards the last question. It's coming around very quickly. And what, to, what would be your top tip to leaders? Maybe, maybe something that's come from from your discussions with these guides. I don't know. You know, it's, it's, it's very simple and it comes down to this and it's not about the guide. It's not about the leader. It's when you are a, a gracious and effective and generous and compassionate leader, it's not about you. It's about the team and it's about the shared goal and the shared adventure together. So I've learned this over, over a great deal of time. You know, when, when I guide a trip, I, I love to tell my own stories and, and share my own adventures. And I think that has an impact on on the, uh, on the group and, and in a positive way, maybe establishes some credibility in some way. But ultimately, as a leader, I am really seeking to deliver an adventure experience like the one that you had, Anne, which, which is unforgettable and which is indelible and really impactful for you. As a business leader, the same is the case, right? I use the term we all the time as opposed to I when I'm speaking about uh, our accomplishments and our, uh, our ambitions as, as a team. So, I suppose that that my my top leadership axiom is that it's not about the guide. It's about it's about the people. It's about the crew. It's about the team. Oh, amazing! Yeah, I absolutely agree. And uh, and and that and that way of reframing it when we're all in it together. And as you as you so rightly said, when you're in that when you're in that raft, every single person is required. Their their full commitment is required. And the leader and every single team member is uh, is important. That's wonderful. So if listeners wish to contact you, they can find your podcast. We'll put the link in. Um, how else can they find you? What would be the best way? Well, I'm, I'm happy to connect with folks on LinkedIn, of course. Uh, but um, my website is called leadingsteep.com. And it, it's, it, it's pretty light, uh, but it, it includes links to the, uh, to the podcast. It includes links to video. If people are interested in, in, uh, in some of my whitewater exploits, the video is pretty dramatic. There are some really wonderful and amazing stories on, on video as well. So leadingsteep.com uh, leading is the easiest way to, to, uh, uh, to dig into what I'm doing here, Anne. Brilliant. I'll make sure that's in the show notes as well. Thank you. Well, thank you so much, Barry, for talking to me today. I so enjoy talking about the link between adventure and leadership. And, and I really feel whilst the concept 
concept of the adventurous team bonding and training day has certainly been around for some time. I wonder whether our approach to using adventure as a way of promoting personal development for leaders um, still has a way to go. There's still there's still places we can take this, and and uh, I can see that you're you're there and you're moving forward, and I think that's so exciting. So thank you so much for your time. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Anna. I just want to tell you, I, I love what you do. I love the name of your podcast. I think love is an underused word in the business world. Uh, so I want to congratulate you on, on everything you're doing as well. Your coaching uh, clients are extremely lucky to have you in their lives. So thanks so much for, for having me in. Oh, thank you, Barry. That's very kind. Well, thank you to our listeners for joining us. And if you've enjoyed this pod- this episode and you'd like to help us grow the podcast, please hop over to Apple Podcasts and rate, review, subscribe and share. If you're a senior leader and you would like some additional support to take those next big steps, do contact me for a chat. The best place is probably um, via my website, bluebottlecoaching.com or go to today's show notes. So do uh, get in contact and we can have a quick chat. So this is Anne Collins. Thanks so much for joining us and for listening. And do join me again soon to meet another inspiring leader who loves what they do. Goodbye.